It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis and Brady, on a Monday. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. We had uh, a busy uh, night on Friday with uh, boys and girls uh, basketball. Some interesting matchups. Some good games, some games that maybe didn't live up to expectations. Uh, and then the boys were busy as well. I'll tell you what, I saw a really fun doubleheader between Armada and Yale. I'll just start with that. Uh, saw a good hockey game over the uh, weekend. There's plenty of hockey to talk about today as well. And, in fact, the hockey playoffs start technically tomorrow, although nobody from our area will play before Wednesday. And, yeah, it's a uh... – well, one empire survived last week and one empire fell. And we have a new girls BWAC champion, and it wasn't even close. So we'll talk about that. In fact, that might be uh, pretty close to leadoff in our next uh, segment when we get her going here on the uh, podcast today. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Gara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Gara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Gara Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. 
getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back with uh, Dennis and Brady. Brady, let, let's start in the uh, the MAC because we did have MAC tournament games played on uh, Friday and Saturday. Actually, there was a game that we'll talk about as well. We'll start with uh, PH got a win against Utica, forty four to uh, forty one. So uh, nice to to see the Lady Big Reds bounce back, play a little better in the MAC tournament that things had been going for them yeah they needed to survive this one and they did at home but hey you take a win anyway you can get it and you hope that that young team keeps on growing gross point south uh beat northern 38 to 14 so the lady husky struggled in this one st Clair over warren cousin 43 36 that's a really really nice win win. that's a really nice win on the road against a team that has been pesky. Remember, that was a spot where Marysville lost, and now both Marine City and St. Clair have gone into Warren Cousineau and gotten wins. Yeah, uh, big wins, and especially since St. Clair really didn't play that well in the game against Marysville, and I know that the, they had uh, a player out who was sick, but still, uh, it wasn't the St. Clair basketball that we've been seeing from the ladies this year. Dakota beat Anchor Bay uh, 55-36 was the other Friday night score. From Saturday, Marysville tops Marine City 41-22. And once again, Marysville just kind of flex their muscle with an area opponent that should challenge them and that will be there in the district. So is this Marysville saying don't bother with the districts or is this Marine City saying we'll bring our better game at the districts? Well, I'd have to imagine that at least for Marine City, it's Marysville saying, hey, we're going to, like, you, you have an uphill battle. Uh, it was, well, with the draws out for the girls, well, I'm sure we'll talk about that later in the week, but Marine City's going to have to go through Marysville before they even get to a Friday night game. Yeah, I think that's a little bit of, of saying this is what's coming if you meet us back in the district, because that might be Marysville's next game uh, they play. I don't know. They ever since that loss to St. Clair, they haven't lost to anyone in the in the area. I actually think Marysville has a game against PH in, in the lead up to districts, maybe yeah. this week. But yeah, they haven't lost an area team since the St. Clair game back in early December. Uh, and they just every time I see them, it's almost like they're getting better and better. They have gotten a lot better. They are a completely different team from a year ago and uh, from the start of the year. Now you add a little tr- another trophy to the trophy case. You Mac Blue champs. You win the tournament. Yeah, that's, that's a nice little season. Now if you can add district champs to it, no one's going to realize that you lost what seven seniors off last year's team. That you kind of just kept things going along. Yeah, it, it's it's very interesting in in the way things developed for them this year and how they were able to answer each question that we kind of had going into the season. Well, would you have been confident before the season saying, 
all right, Marysville's going to win, not just compete in the Mac Blue, win the Mac Blue outright, win the Mac tournament, and win the districts. Now, they haven't done the third one yet, but before the season, would you, how much confidence would you have had saying that the Marysville team was going to get that done? Well, just with moving up a division, losing seven girls and moving up a division, you're like, yeah, they'll be in the mix, but they might not win this. To they kind of won it emphatically. Yeah, that the so much that the last game didn't matter. Yeah, so it's uh, a it's a ten games is not a long conference season. Like there's it's not a lot of runway to create separation, and they did that. Yeah, they they, they could have won that league by three games. Uh, they ended up winning it by I think two. Uh, at any rate, let's get to what you saw and what I saw because there was three games in the BWAC and. We were at two of them. North Branch, Imlay City, this was the power struggle for the top, and it ended up not being a power struggle at all. No, and I'm glad I finally got to see North Branch with my own two eyes because what they do is they suffocate you. They do not let you breathe. They don't do anything super fancy or anything that I guess is highlight reel-esque play a really solid zone defense and they don't give you any room to breathe they move well in it and MLA City without 40 who won't be back couldn't do anything their offense consisted of 18 points North Branch beat MLA City 44 to 18 here's how MLA City got their 18 four threes for 12 points two twos to make it 16 and a pair of free throws to make it to 18 and Dennis, those three-pointers, basically all four of them were, are we, we're tired of passing around the arc, we're going to throw up shots. I bet you Emily City was four of 20-something from three. There was nothing they could do against North Branch's defense, and their offense does enough. Their offense isn't anything spectacular, but again, what what is North Branch giving up points per game this season? Probably in the 20s. The two games they lost, they gave up a lot of points for them. It was like 38 and 36 points. They have still not given up 40 points in a game, and we're 20 games into this season. This North Branch team is good. They're really good. Now they're outright league champs. Um, yeah, the, it's their defense that is It's kind of like Marysville. They do a lot of things similar to them, play that zone. They know it well, and, hey, the offense will come when it comes. That's not the focus point. The defense creates the offense for North Branch, and – yeah, not a bad way to win a league title going to the other team's gym and only giving up 18 points, winning 44 to 18. It was it was a big celebration for North yeah, against a team that doesn't lose on that court. It was I mean, yeah, brought that up. Here are the streaks that were snapped. It was 30 Six straight home wins. You had to go back to December of 2019 when they lost to Lake Fenton, uh, Emily City did, on that gym. Before that, they hadn't lost to a BWAC team on that home court since the season before they lost to Cross-Lex in February of 2009. So the 18-19 season was last time they lost a conference game at home. Dennis, the, nobody in that school remembers that. No one in that school was there when that happened. Think about that. Yeah. That's how long MLA City had been on top. And not only does North Branch end that streak, they break it over their knee and they conquer the BWAC 
in a big, big way. And here's the other thing. We were talking about Yale, and we were talking about Armada being these young teams that could be the next up. North Branch doesn't have an abundance of seniors. Bailey Gormley's a senior. Natasha Bickle's a senior. But other players that played and played well under not seniors, Macy Cake, she's a junior. Tracy Ludisher, a sophomore. Catherine Welch, a junior. They have a lot of other players that uh, Ella Swash didn't score a lot, but she was on the floor defensively off the bench. Lillian Osborne, all not seniors. All these players are coming back. I don't think North Branch is just going to voluntarily hand over the crown. No, they're not. But you know what? I did see two good young teams who will be bringing a lot back uh, on Friday night. Armada and Yale. Uh, it it was an interesting game because Armada never trailed, but they only won by two. And at one point, the game was tied at twenty nine, and the final was thirty one to twenty nine. Um, the winning bucket was by uh, Mia Drob, who hit a crazy hook shot out in front of the, the basket with 14 seconds to go. Yale had, I thought, a good look at the buzzer. Bar off, about five feet off to the side, came up short, hit the side of the rim. Um, and she actually had a, a really good game in the loss. Um, Sadie Dykstra had a, had a strong game when she was on the court. Foul trouble eventually fouled out of this game. Um, so that was a, a big loss for Yale and helped Armada. But, you know, again, f- for both these teams, nobody lit it up, but a lot of people played really well. Um, I really, Ashton Upton, this is the second time I've seen her this year, and this is the second time I thought she played a tremendous uh, ball game. Um, she had 10 points. Sydney Upton, who is one of the older players that they'll lose, had eight. Uh, Drob had eight points. She makes three-pointers. She doesn't shoot a ton of them. And when she shoots them, they kind of look strange. They go in. <laughs> it's one of those things, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, they, they go in. They had uh, Sutton back. Um, they, they had most of the lineup back. They're getting healthy again, um, and uh, they're uh, – that makes them a little bit more dangerous. Now, do I think they're going to knock off Marysville, St. Clair, Marine City? I don't know, but they're not going to be an easy out. Especially either. in Armada. They host the district. Yeah. Um, and then Barr had 12 for Yale, and Dykstra had eight before she fouled out. Abby Dykstra had uh, five uh, points. But, uh, you know, it, it was – for the low score, it, I, there was good defense, but it was also – there were some looks, and kids didn't knock down a ton of shots in this uh, ball game. But it was a good ball game, and I thought those two teams were even. And the score would indicate those teams are, are pretty much on the same page and at the same level with each other. Hopefully 12 months from now, we're talking about this game maybe impacting the BWAC title race. Yeah, I mean, the, the, it was a two-point game the first time they played, too. Armada won 40-38 to 38 at Armada. They win 31-29 at Yale. So Yale got swept, but did they really? I mean, yes, but by the thinnest of margins. Yeah, about I as mean, close to not getting, I mean, the, the best it's sweep not you can like, get. It's not like what North Branch did in two games to Emily City. Right, where, where the, they, they just won dominated. by like 40 combined points. Yeah, there is just no question who the better team is this year. Right. Where this one, yeah, Armada is slightly the better team than Yale based on the scores. 
Slightly. Yeah. Very, very slightly. Um, another BWAC score, Crosslex 50, Richmond 29. Crosslex is starting to find the offense. Yeah. Now, I know it's the end of the season, but. That's when you need to have your offense exactly. going into the district. Exactly. They're, they're going to have a tough district. They host the district. But remember, they're the one with North Branch, MLA City, and Caro. Which, by the way, North Branch plays Caro this week. After all the conference title races are, are wrapped up, I kind of don't get excited for any games before the district. This one I'm a little excited for. I'll keep my eye on. Because this one can give you an idea of who the actual favorite is at this district. Right. Because Caro's good, and we know that North Branch is good. And I assume, and I don't want to rule anybody out from, from doing something there, but I assume if they don't have to play each other before Friday, they're going to play each other on the Friday at the district. Well, again, I, I wouldn't want to face Cross-Lex there. In their own gym, they've been playing a lot better. If you're thinking you're going to get the Cross-Lex team that started the season, I don't think so because, yeah, no. I mean, I'm sure if they played that Harbor Beach game again, it wouldn't come down to a final shot. Uh, speaking of teams that are doing pretty good, Sandusky clinched at least a share of the GTC East title. It's inevitable that they're going to win the whole thing. Uh, but they beat Marlette 59-43. to Helena Long had 17. Morgan Taggy 16. And uh, it's just Sandusky being Sandusky. Absolutely. By the way, that Marlette game, they did agree for a postponement. But this game has been postponed like four times now between Marlette and Memphis. So the first time they were supposed to play Marlette, like lost power in the school. Delayed. Then they were supposed to play, and the refs didn't show up. Delayed. They were supposed to play on this day, on Friday, but that got delayed because the weather pushed this game back a day, so they delayed the Marlette-Memphis game. So now it's on its fourth scheduled date. It's like the uh, back in the COVID times when Marine City had five different dates for the Frankenmuth <laughs> game. Yeah. I, I kind of had a feeling that that was going to be the ultimate solution, that they just replay it. But now I also, knowing that, Memphis, you know, the, the, the power thing I didn't know about and that that was already a reschedule, I could see why they were frustrated but, about going back out there and there being no refs. Right, but you agreed to a reschedule, so instead of just waiting an extra half hour on that Tuesday or Wednesday night, now you have to bus everyone back out there and do the whole thing all over again. Like, almost as a principal thing, if I had left, I'm going, nope, we're going to take our chances in – essentially litigation and see what comes out because yeah you're kind of going back admitting that you shouldn't have left in the first place i don't know i'm I, glad I, the girls get to play the game i i would just argue hey they can't get it done at their place let's play the game at our place is maybe the one thing i might have argued for i don't know I might not have argued anything because I probably would have stayed and played the game in the first place. Uh, I probably would have played the first game by candlelight because hmm. I don't like canceling games or stuff like that. Hate rainouts, too. Brown City 30, Ubley 29, and Dryden beat Deckerville 48-28 were the other scores for Friday. And then, of course, Marysville beating Marine City on Saturday. All right, Friday was a busy night for the boys as well. And uh, we'll talk about that after the uh, break here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. 
Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Let's get to boys basketball. We start in the uh, BWAC. Yale and Armado was the game that I saw, second half of the doubleheader. This one was a Hackfest. There was a ton of fouls called in this game. More to Armada than to Yale, which has some Armada people griping. Um, I, I didn't read the post, but I, somebody put the post up about there being 27 fouls or something like that. Um, and at the free throw line, Yale made 22 free throws. Armada made eight. That sounds like the difference in the game. Yeah, now the uh, the... <laughs> 
more than enough because it was a six-point game, 66-60. to 60. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. A lot of things go on in a basketball game. And while – did the officials call a tight game? Yes. Did the officials call a lot of fouls on Armada? Yes. Did Armada have a lot of fouls? I would say yes. Did Yale have less fouls? I'd have to rewatch the game, but during the game I don't remember feeling like, well, Armada's just getting screwed here. Right. Like that, as a neutral observer, that wasn't my takeaway from this. It's not like they didn't call any fouls on Yale. Right. I mean, it's funny when you don't have a, a dog in the race – how quickly your mind shifts to sometimes the officials aren't as big of an issue as you think. And then there are times where we come out and you're like, oh, yeah, the officials played a big part in it. And we'll let you know. Go back and listen to the, the post game from the Marysville Marine City football game <laughs> from this fall. There have been times where they have been bad and we'll say it, but I think it it has to be a big issue for us to really bring it up and say it, it's – affected the outcome and I and from what you told me it doesn't sound like it really was the biggest difference there no now but but it was a lot and I will say this because Armada has a little bit shorter bench and I don't know that I've ever seen it where four guys fall out of a game that is so I think that's what is rubbing Armada people the wrong way wasn't that there were a bunch of fouls called on them but there was a bunch of fouls called, and it fouled Sneezak, Chapman, Kuhn, and Rollins out of the game. Right. Yeah. And those the, are all their probably, what, 80% of their points? That was 45 of their 60 points. So, yeah, basically 80, 85% of their yeah, points. Because Sneezak had 17, but he fouled out of the game. Chapman had 15. He was the first to foul out. Um, and then uh, Kuhn with 11 fouled out with just seconds left in the game. And uh, Rollins, who had two points in the game, also fouled out. Riley Andrews with nine. Preston Hill with six. Those are the only players that scored for Armada. And again, you know, they they don't have a super deep bench. They got their starting five, and then there's basically five other kids that were dressed, and one of them didn't play. So and and then Yale was a little bit more spread out with their scoring, but some guys for Yale stepped up. I mean, Kohler had 17 points. He was good. He handled the basketball. He handled the pressure, um, and he made plays and he knocked down three three pointers. Um, then Jakubiak had 15 points. He knocked down a couple of three pointers. They got 11 from Ryan Monarch. Um, he benefited from the foul calls because he made a lot of free throws. Nine points from Caleb Gardner, who I thought played better than I've, – I've seen Yale a few times the last two years. Mm -hmm. Gardner's played, but Gardner played good and, and in key moments did things that were, were good. Uh, and Josh Craig was the same way. Seen Yale, seen Josh Craig. I've never gone, ooh, Josh Craig is a player. Josh Craig had seven points in this game, and it seemed like every time he got a basket, it was at a moment when Armada was making a move. Right, and he's one of those guys that, I mean, they, they haven't had the most consistent starting lineup. They'll, they'll 
flip it around at times, and he's a guy that plays a lot. And some nights he doesn't have it. Some nights he does, and he makes a difference when he's on the floor at times. And that's the one thing Yale does. They don't have any guy like that is the go-to guy. It really is on a night-in, night-out basis. Like some nights, Monarch's that guy that comes in and he's on fire. You better feed him. I saw him score over 20. Some nights he's not shooting well. Sometimes Jakubiak's the guy. Sometimes it's Kohler. Sometimes he has to be the facilitator. And that's what makes Yale a little different is they don't have that go-to guy, but they have about four or five different guys that can score in the double figures. Yeah, and they made quite a a move from the first time because the first time these teams played, Armada won by 15. Right. Won 51 to 36. So Yale scored 30 more points um, in the second meeting and 66 to 60. And, yeah, I know free throws had a lot to do with them scoring more points. But, again, I just – me – just hoping for a good game, and, you know, it was close all the way. There there weren't many points where one team was just slaughtering the other team. And, again, I I, I think the reason our made of people are, were upset with the officiating was not the calls, but who the calls were against and the results that those people followed out of the game. Um, and I'm sure that they would argue differently with me, and I don't blame them. You're going to stick up for your team. Um, had had the fouls been 27 to two, that would raise an eyebrow right. at me. But they were 27 to whatever. I'm sure Yale was in the teens. Um, so that's kind of where I'm I'm going to leave that at. Well, it, both both teams reached the bonus in this basketball game. Just are. Yale got there a little quicker. Uh, Yale, and you talked about them getting better throughout the year. They're they're another young team. Here are all the guys who are coming back. Kohler's the freshman. Monarch's a junior. Jakubiak's a junior. Uh, Josh Craig is one of the few seniors, but they uh, Gardner's uh, the other senior that plays a lot. But there's a lot of juniors on this team that play and play a lot. Like the majority of their scoring is from younger players, and especially when you have a freshman point guard and some underclassmen that get big minutes, you want to see this improvement, especially against a team that is led by seniors like Armada. Yeah. All right, uh, Brown City beats Ubley by 20. Brown City just continues to roll um, and what, they're like 18 or 19 and one 18 now. and one Gaden Muxlow with another 22 Callan Hagee with 17. I mean, yeah, that's just another win for Brown city. Again, we'll, we'll say it again and we'll say it until districts come. You should finish 21 and one. If you want to be the team that could be talked about for a regional title and then you win that district. I don't care if Millington's good. You win the district because, fair or not, for teams in the thumb and in smaller places, we even see it sometimes in in the BWAC, what you do in the regular season might not be validated outside your community until you get that postseason hardware. If you go 21-1 and and lose to Millington in the district final, everyone will just go, yeah, they were a good team, but they were thumb good. If you would beat Millington and at least get to a regional and get to the dance there, then that kind of 
substantiates what you did in the regular season and makes that record all that more impressive. And Millington has a little bit of gloss knocked off that armor with uh, a lost North Branch. Yes. So. Yeah, and that's a North Branch team I saw before the uh, boys game and uh, or before the girls game Friday, and Emily City just slaughtered North Branch by about 30 in that one. And North Branch, without getting to see the boys for the first time, what I'd say is, I wish this was year two of the system because you can see pieces, you can see development, but I wish this was the second time around that they had um, a couple or the second time around they've been in the system with this coach. Tell you what, they have a young guy. I believe it's uh, Giovanni Travis is his name. I didn't write it down, but I believe that's the sophomore for North Branch. He's going to be a problem. You walk in the gym, and he's got the build of a basketball player. He moves around. He's athletic. He's going to be a nice player for North Branch, especially with some of those seniors leaving. That's going to be a name we say a lot more because he had, what, a 20-rebound game, I think, in the Millington yeah. win. Yeah. I can definitely see how he does that. He is, like, there are some guys you just look at and you go, that's, the, that's one of their better players. Like, you walk into a gym, and you look and you go, yep, that, that's their dude. Like, I'm sure you go to Brown City, you see Muxley, you're like, oh, that's that's the one that stands I, out. I did, like, yeah. you know, because, I, I mean, I, I knew he was good. I mean, right. you, you can't score like he scores and not be good. And then I saw him, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this kid's a basketball player. Yeah. What's all, what's, I, I don't know. After seeing him play against Elmont the way he played, I can't understand why anybody would be critical of his game. Well, and North Branch has a couple big kids that are young that if they develop North Branch, could be uh, an issue in the BWAC. Yeah. Uh, Sandusky beats Marlette 49-38. to KPAC gets a win over Memphis 58-50. to Kingston knocks off Peck 47-39. Usual suspects for Peck. Seems like every time we read a score, we say Brady Babcock with nine, Cal Heaton with eight, Dalton Semp with eight, and Steve Van Conant with uh, eight and a block punt. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, it's not like Peck's a big school. They don't have a lot of depth to work with. What you but get the guys they got are, are a good uh, group, and most nights they score more than eight or nine, but Kingston's pretty good too. Yes, they are, and Dryden beat Deckerville 66-44. Dryden's having a nice season. I know they're not one of the teams we cover, but Dryden's a team that, should one of our smaller schools run into them in the postseason, could be a problem. Yeah, and they might uh, be part of the NCTL in some sports next year. So Yeah, well, they're bringing their football program back, so I believe they'll have an eight-man yeah. program, which, hey, the more the merrier. Well, it's, and does that it's, get, I think it's that, perfect because then Brown City's got a partner to, to join right? because they like to do it two at a time. So hopefully that all works out and – yeah, hopefully they can have a, a first season like a lot of our first-year programs did this year. Absolutely. All right, we'll take a break, uh, and we'll talk some hockey next because uh, it was a busy weekend for that, the final weekend of the regular season, uh, and the playoffs will actually start this week. 
buying or selling a home, you need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 98 this is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Uh, Hockey Friday and Saturday. Northern played two this weekend. Friday, they did not get the result against Orchard Lake St. Mary's that they got the first time. St. Mary's clubbed them seven to nothing to get a little revenge there after uh, the, the Huskies kind of stole one from them earlier this season at McMorrin. Back at a time when Northern was playing some pretty good hockey 
after being four and three to start this season, the Huskies only won one more game in the regular season. They went one eighteen and one to close out the regular uh, season, and that's a tough, tough stretch. They yeah, played it, it much is. better on uh, Saturday than they than they obviously did Friday. First off, going to St. Mary's is tough for anybody right um but they were much better against UAD who's not a bad little team um this was an interesting game again first period I thought Northern was pretty good and yet they skate off the ice down two nothing in the game UAD jumped them scored 14 seconds in shot from the point a lot of traffic in front puck was tipped in uh and it was quickly one to nothing they got one power play in the first period Won a face-off and scored three seconds into the power play. Kid made a shot. It hit both posts and then went in. That's efficient. Uh, it, it was it was a snipe. So it's 2 nothing after one, but I'm like, Northern played a pretty good period. They had some early chances. Uh, UAD was sloppy with the puck. They gave it away right in the slot a couple of times. Chauvin probably had the best chance for Northern. But, you know, the, the goalie for UAD made the saves. What are you going to do? So second period, I, uh, Northern got badly outplayed in the second period. They got outshot thirteen to three. They didn't get the puck in the offensive zone very much. They were pinned up in their own zone. Had to ice the puck a lot to get the heat off. And it's a scoreless period. So they're they're down two nothing and they're still in the game. And what do they do? They open the uh, third period two thirty seven in. Nehemiah Barrett takes a shot. It hits Becca Larson out in front and goes into the net. And it's a two-to-one hockey game. There you go. And by the way, I'm just going to say, of course it hit Becca Larson in front of the net because she goes to the front of the net every time she's on the ice. And they get the puck in the offensive zone. She plays as brave as any player in the area and goes to the dirty spots on the ice. And that was her second goal of the season and the first one since the Larry Manns tournament. So that broke a little drought for her. And Northern came on for a few minutes, but then UAD got a chance and uh, they scored a goal to make it 3-1. to one, And you're like, oh, that's too bad because Northern had really kind of turned things around and they were coming and I had a good feel. But then UAD started taking penalties. They took three in a row. On the first one, Kyron Bruno actually flubbed the play but quickly got the puck back. He was trying to center it. And it got blocked right back to him. And it, they had a wide open guy in front of the net. But he took it around real quick. And on a wraparound, he stuffed it past the goalie. So there's a power play goal to make it 3-2. to two. UAD takes another penalty right away. Then they take a penalty early in that penalty. And Northern's got a long five-on-three. And it, it wasn't the, the best five-on-three setup. It was a wrist shot from the blue line. But Tanner Scotcher can shoot the puck pretty hard. And he just he just picked the far side inside the post, tied the game at three three, and that came with under five minutes to go. And you're like, hey, Northern's coming on, they've got the momentum. At worst they could get this thing to overtime and maybe win it there. Like you you really had a good feel. And um a minute later, they call a penalty. I didn't even see it. Hmm. At first, I didn't even realize that somebody from Northern had gone to the box. And again, 
you would eat right off a face-off, get a goal. And it wasn't until they made the announcement because they announced the penalty first, <laughs> then they announced the goal. I'm like, oh, my goodness, Northern had a guy in the box. So 62 seconds after tying it, they give up a power play goal and fall behind 4-3, to three, and then there was an empty net goal with 25 seconds left. But, again, Northern was attacking. They were carrying the play. I was surprised. They got outshot in the third period, 13-8, to eight, unless they read them backwards. Because I, it, to me, it felt like the other way around and that Northern was the team attacking. But after having just two goals scored in the first two periods of the game, there were six scored in the third period, three by each side. Uh, and it ended up being a 5-3 game for U of D. But um, a much, much more game at uh, St. Mary's. Um, Anchor Bay split a couple of uh, games. They lost to Ike on Friday, 5-2. to two. Uh, Caden Lee had a goal and an assist in that game. Jen said the other goal. And then they played a very un-Anchor Bay-like game on Saturday, 7-6. to six. They beat Bloomfield Hills. Uh, Aiden French, three goals, three assists. And Mark Bonnet, three goals and two assists. So I don't know if they were trying to reach – uh, certain plateaus to end the season, and they just decided to run and gun to get there, but they got the win, so whatever works. Legion played a couple of games, too, over the uh, weekend. They beat Mount Pleasant on Friday in overtime, 5-4. to four. Two more goals for Lettner and an assist. Tyler Lamb had a goal and two assists. Chase Talaski had a goal and an assist. And then on Saturday, they beat Tawas 5-2, to two. Goal and two assists for Lettner, so he ends the regular season with 45 goals. He could get there. They play Tawas again in the first round of the playoffs, and he's had he a four-goal He's had a four goal game against them. He could. He could get to 50, I'm telling you. And Tyler Lamb had two goals and an assist in this game. I looked it up because lately he'd been scoring a lot. He had 10 goals this year. Seven have come in the last four games. That's impressive. He he had, in the first 20 games, he had three goals and six assists, and in the last four, he had seven goals and six assists. All right. That's so he has playing been, his best hockey at the right time. Uh, he's just been on fire. Marysville played Saturday. I didn't see I think him they yet. won 5-1 to one okay. in the, in the um, OAA showcase, but that takes us to the playoffs. And, Dennis, uh, this is, well, one, I don't know if we've ever had a time where all the area teams are in a different district, yeah, a different the, region for, the, for hockey. They've got the new setup this year, which the state likes, but which gets stuck on sports. Because what like. it like changes the classification for I a lot of the teams. Because so the co-ops aren't automatically D one, I believe. So like before, Thumb Legion had to play D one, didn't they? Yeah, because well, they co-opt with so many what, schools. What, what happened in the past? Uh, and most years, I, I think they fell into D2. PH has always had to go to D1. Right. Be, because they're like three schools, so they, even though they have the least number of players, they get hammered. It's actually four schools because they technically they can take Marine City kids too. Mm-hmm. So they got the two East China schools plus Yale plus Port Huron. So every year, that's why they're up in D1 with their six kids. Right. Um, and, and normally – they're the only team that's separated, and we get a lot of years Northern Marysville, Anchor Bay, and Thumb Legion in the same district. Last year, Northern was in a different 
Yeah, they opted up to D1 last year. So, um, but you still had Thumb Legion, Anchor Bay, and Marysville in the same thing, usually playing each other in the early rounds. Right. Guaranteeing that one of them would get into the the regional final. This year, PH and Anchor Bay are together, but Northern separate, Legion is separate, Marysville is separate. So it's it's a little weird. And the other thing is, usually we go to Suburban Ice Arena, right? Where it's conducive. nice for the media. It's conducive. Um, this year, PH Anchor Bay and Northern are all in regionals at Mount Clemens, which I think is maybe the most horrible place you could go to try to do a hockey game from. I, I don't know. What about the place in Flint you had to do the quarterfinal yeah, well, game Yeah, that, that was terrible, but at least there was a platform. It was in a horrible spot, but there was a place where you could sit and set up, and the only thing you had to deal with was if somebody was filming the game. Right. Um, and then uh, Marysville's Cranbrook is the host, and I'm pretty sure Wallace Arena is the rink at Cranbrook. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Legion has to go over to Flint, and they play at Iceland Arena. Powers is their when was the last time McBorn hosted a postseason game? It, I feel like back it's been when they forever. used back when they used to do districts. Now they go right to regionals the way it's set up. Well, and yeah, well, I know when there was like all local, they would host, but. Like, come on, can we just get one of these teams to play locally and make it easy for us? Yeah, that's that's never the the case. But PH will start with Lance Cruz Unified. Uh, if they win that game, they'll face Dakota. Remember, that was what a three-one game going into the yeah, fourth. Yeah, that 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 was uh, that was a close hockey game for two periods, uh, and then it fell apart for the uh, Big Reds in the third. Um, and Anchor Bay will play Utica, so that, that's a uh, I mean, Utica's good, but I, I think that's a game that Anchor Bay could win. And my guess is D- Dakota, Anchor Bay, Utica, those are the three best teams. Yeah, it's not a good draw for them or, well, really, a lot of our teams is, will go on. Yeah, Nor- Northern's going to get De La Salle. Um, St. Clair Shores is playing Gross Point North. Gross Point South gets the winner of that game. I don't really know how good South is, but... I think St. Clair Shores will beat Gross Point North. And South's about 500. And De La Salle beat Northern 6-3 to when they met just a couple of weeks ago. It was a competitive game, so I'm not saying Northern doesn't have a chance, but I'm saying Northern's the underdog. And when we, we look at the numbers, they're going to need a nice effort if they're going to make some, some noise here in the, uh, the, the postseason. Good news is if they win that one... That might be their toughest game in the region. Yeah, well, I mean, again, I, it won't I, be easy Saint in the Claire, final. St. Clair Shores is tough, but it and won't I be think easy. they beat Northern a couple weeks ago. But if you they? beat De La Salle, you're feeling pretty good yeah. playing for a regional title. Yeah, but they'll need goaltending, and uh, actually, goaltending has been pretty solid for Northern this year. Uh, and they'll need to find a little bit of offense, though, to to win in this uh, regional. Um, Marysville will play Gross Point Liggett. Again, I think that's a winnable game for the Vikings. Liggett isn't bad, but I don't think they're particularly a powerhouse. And they're, they come into the game, they're 15, 9, and 1. So not some of the Liggett teams of the past where they'd be like 23 and 1. Yeah. But it's still not going to be easy for Marysville. So Cranbrook's going to smoke Bishop Foley. Hmm. <laughs> 
positive thinking. And then it's Cranbrook Country Day, which I don't know a lot about. You know, the, you know Cranbrook's been struggling. If, if this is a football game, maybe I'm getting a little more excited than a hockey game or, or even a basketball game. Uh, and then, uh, obvious, so that the nice thing about Marysville's draw is you just have to win one game to get to the final. Right. So it's a tough you, game. You beat Liggett, you're in the final against whoever comes out between Cranbrook and Country Day. And I'm not sniping Bishop Foley be, because they're my alma mater and I hate them. I'm sniping Bishop Foley because they have a bad hockey team this year. Right. Um, so, uh, and then uh, Legion, they play Tawas. They've been that's beating up on Tawas all year. Probably the best chance. Probably the one team that's the decided favorite. And then uh, they get uh, Flint Powers in the second game. Powers is the host and probably the top team in this group. I don't know a ton about Freeland or Bay City Western, but I don't think they're as good as Powers. No. So, uh, And I'm not sure they're as good as Legion. So well, the, we the, know Powers the, is going to be the yeah the semifinal game might be the best game of the thing, and Powers is tough. Yeah, so that would be the one that Legion would have to get through. Yeah, I I, I don't like other than I I think Marysville's got an okay draw, um and you know Northern it's not out of the question, Anchor Bay it's not out of the question to get to the finals, but again I think. Dakota's the best in in that group with PH and Anchor Bay. I think probably De La Salle is the favorite in the northern group, but if you knock them off, that kind of opens that group up. Then I kind of like St. Clair Shores. Right. Um, In Legion's group, I think Powers is definitely the team that everybody's going, that's who you got to get through. And in Marysville's group, they might be looking at Marysville going, that's the team we got to get through. Yeah, but it's – not the best year for draws in hockey. I hope someone surprises us because, yeah, outside of the first Legion game and then they'd be the underdog, a lot of teams fighting uphill battles. But the uh, the first games are actually Wednesday. PH and Thumb Legion both play Wednesday. Northern's game is Thursday. Uh, if PH wins, they would play Saturday. Anchor Bay would play Saturday. Marysville doesn't play until next week, Monday. Yeah, the, the timing with the hockey playoffs is always a bit wonky. Yeah, it take it takes them a, probably because of availability of right. ice and that. It does take them a long time to play the regional, but then things happen quickly. Yeah, it's because like quarterfinal, semifinal, final. All right, season are, are like within a three to four day stretch. It's like what Tuesday quarterfinal, Thursday semifinal, Saturday state championship. Yeah, or you you either play yeah Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or you play Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Right, depending on you know how they split you up. Anyways, that's hockey. You got anything else? I do not. Again, not that this is a light week. We'll still have games. I actually think we don't have a game Monday and Wednesday. We might be off as well. So a lighter week, but that's because it's the calm before the storm. Because you know once basketball districts hit is when we really dig in and we'll do like 15 games that week, it feels like. Because it's usually doubleheaders Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday because that's when boys and girls are split up. Yeah. So it'll be down the stretch, and we still have the boys' BWAC title to settle because Richmond has a few tough games and Cross Lex has a few tough games as well. Yeah, and and like it's it you forget that Richmond 
has had some cancellations and some reschedule. And they for have most four of the, BWAC games, left. yeah, for most of the year they've played one less game than everybody else. Right. So they'll, they'll get all that in, and uh, we'll keep you posted on everything that's going on. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.